0: Guys, welcome back to another episode of the Ike MMA. <laughs> welcome to another episode of the Ike MMA Show or the Ike MMA Podcast, whichever one you prefer. I'm joined in the studio today with my co-host Jonathan Wilkick Leonard Mills. Jonathan, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you, Ike?
0: Not bad. I yeah, a good weekend.
1: Beautiful weekend. Just spent it with my missus and uh, family. Good. How about yourself?
0: Oh, good. Uh, well quite uneventful but uh, I think watching the fights kind of made it a, a bit better especially the co-main and main event fights for the UFC 281 Um, uh, yeah so where, should, where do we start um uh quite a bit to unpack and unfortunately there was you know something quite heavy-hearted that happened over the weekend as well
1: yeah I think we should I know I want to be disrespectful because I think I think we would. I'd rather end with that sort of note. Yeah, of course, yeah. Than, uh, than that. What well, people would know what we're saying at the end. So, but yeah, That's definitely. Sure. Thing.
0: So, um, yeah, the 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 really big fight, uh, the signing versus Pereira UFC two is from the main main event fight. I mean, what did you make of it? Um,
1: I didn't think? expect. I I said I got the right result, but I didn't expect what I saw. Um. I'll leave it at that from now. I want to hear your side first, and uh, and I'll get my discussion in because uh, we did, uh, you we did have, we did have a last, we did, we did, did do our who we thought was going to win, didn't we? We did say who we thought was going to win, didn't we? Um,
0: um, I think you did. I think you were leaning more on the side of Pereira, yeah, because you said that after Pereira beat Izzy twice, even though it was a, a similar sport, um, kickboxing, you said that Pereira is now in Izzy's head and I, when i watched the the pre fight press conference i saw that in the in israel son that somehow he was confident and all all those the right things were there but i had a sense of an unease that he just even he himself just had that 1% doubting of himself of himself that this fight probably wouldn't go the way he had planned or the way he'd wanted
1: yeah well where where did you go in the end the result i mean it doesn't matter where you went because to be honest with you it was so close it could have gone either way but mm-hmm. where did you pick a, i forgot where where did you go no, where did you...
0: for me i God, i was going to say i decided because um you know the last one that these guys fought wasn't it in a, in a lot of different sports it was a slightly different sport, similar uh the similarities But in mixed martial arts, the the rules change quite significantly. There's a lot more you can use for offense. There's a lot more you can use for defense. Mm. So uh, it's quite a different ball game. So, I mean, again, I was very wary, really um, uh, careful how I would place my bet because I wouldn't want to sound stupid. Yeah. I was sitting on the the fence. But if I had to bet, if I was forced to put some money on this fight, I would have gone with uh, Desanya.
1: Yeah. And you'd be right, almost right, to do so, you know, because of how close the fight was. Obviously, not right because he lost. But um, I I I got the right decision, but I want to take back some words that I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I did think, and still looking back, I still thought that Izzy looked looked like a bit that that um that uh, Alexander Pere was in Izzy's head. Watching the fight, nowhere at all was Alexander in Izzy's head at all. Um, but what what I noticed that because he need you nearly, he nearly stops Izzy first round, and you know those exchanges. Izzy and Izzy was was making that one stage at making Alex guess guessing, which is very impressive. Yeah. But one thing I didn't like about the commentary, which they didn't um didn't see what Alex pere was doing uh in the fourth round. I'm sorry, I'm skipping a lot here.
0: That's yeah, fine.
1: Was Alex pere in the fourth round was very smart. And I use the word I'm not a big fan of him, but I'm going to use the word what Conor McGregor says is using his uh shots e- e- efficiently, efficiently. Uh, Israel was Alex knew he was, he was down, and he just accepted he was down in the rounds. So I I felt that Alex Pereira he's done many times in the past finished people late, finished people knock people getting getting out, What you did with Israel in last in in his second fight in that fourth round, yes, he was tired but he wasn't blowing his wind. He was just chilling. He was chilling. He was doing enough to get through that mm-hmm. round, to get enough energy to knock him out. Yeah. And Izzy didn't look like he, that round. Izzy should try and knock him out. I know it sounds silly, but but Izzy should have been trying to knock him out. And he was using, I think to, my, to, to be honest, you not enough efficient, efficient uh, shots to do enough damage. DC kept going on in the commentary saying, look, he's tired. Alex is tired. Alex is tired. Well, yeah but is he blowing out no he's recovering he's recovering That's he's it, getting yeah. his energy back a very smart-minded fighter
0: yes yes yeah, yeah.
1: i've done it in my i've done it in my fights uh, around i think right i'll give this round up I'll, I'll get the next round you know even though one of the fights i did that in they gave it to the other opponent i didn't believe i uh, i thought that enough about me but i thought when anyways shut up about me the fight about Pereira, <laughs> the the fifth round you saw that Glover Teixeira said to him as well. You're three rounds down. You got to win. You got to go for the knockout. I don't believe this was because at the start, well, before my perception was that he Alex is in his head. It wasn't that way inclined. It was the other way. It was Alex knew how to win. Alex knew how to win, and that's what won. That's why Alex won. He knew he, he could knock him out, and in the fifth round, he he let that fourth round be. A way to get his energy back and he unleashed when he had the time when he's up against the cage he unleashed he waited he waited his patience his patience is one of his best weapons It' mm. the one the best person I've seen with patience with Anderson Silva. and and Alex Pereira with his time and waited he waited I mean Izzy's great with patience but Alex Pereira oh my day I sounds terrible to say because Izzy's one of the best strikers of all time in MMA but Alex Pereira is yeah, yeah. on another level like he waited yeah. And when he landed that shot, that, that big shots and he hurt him, you got to give Mark, Is it was it Mark Goddard, the, the guy who stopped the fight, he saved about two years or four years off Izzy's life by Stamper jumping in. Izzy yeah. was close to getting, I could see Alex Perry waiting for the big uppercut to come through. Yeah. And the ref yeah. saw that and stopped it. And then, I mean, I mean if Izzy probably might get upset at the time, but he watched that back, he should be thanking that ref. He got landed brutal shots and he was close where Izzy was just drowning like that, trying to miss him. And you could see Alex just chilling because Alex doesn't. Do some fight is a swing and swing. Alex times he waited, and he's like, he's about to go put, and it was it was a work of art to, to see that. Just sad because Izzy did so well up to that point, and I'm the I'm the one who wanted Alex Pereira to win because I I said because my prediction. But yes. Yeah. Izzy fought his heart, when he deserves a rematch. And after that fight, I mean, it's hard to say because I pray to say it again. I probably will say <laughs> it's has got to be in Izzy's head again. But he was not in Izzy's head that fight. He was definitely not. I said he was in Izzy's head, and I said to Aaron that he was in Izzy's head. I truly believe that. Uh, no, I mean, Alex was. Uh, yeah, uh, Alex was in Izzy's head, but uh, yeah, I'll say you got to give what a fight, what a fight, and what a performance by both fighters. It was, it was amazing, and I think um. A lot of people are talking about like the grap the grappling part and there's a, there's a lot of explo- Uh, we never see we never saw Alex fight the top grapplers and clearly if he doesn't get a rematch, he's probably going to fight one of those top grapplers and I think he'd probably be in a massive camp for grappling now. But um, yeah, I I just as as other stuff I want to talk about UFC now, but that's my my play on it. Wasn't that Izzy, Alex wasn't Izzy's head. It was Alex and his team, Glover sharing all that knew they could knock out Izzy. And then they they exploited that in the last round, and I thought it was brilliant what he did in the fourth round, chill, and then use his gas gas tank in the last round was, because he got the five rounds to do it, so it was genius in my opinion. But yeah, I'll, I'll shut up now. And, uh,
0: no, no, experiment. I enjoy you. I enjoy you giving your own analysis and your own opinion on the whole fight. Um, you know this is just another example of where I, where I believe someone's gonna win because of how boy they they've got more muscle. They're taller. They've got longer reach. They're faster. All these things. Um, it's exactly what I thought with the with the co-main event with Chandler versus Poirier. Um, I saw. Yeah, you know. Yeah,
1: the, when... felt, it turns out it wasn't the co-main. I thought it was the co-main. It was Willie Zhang versus uh, Esparza. Esparza? esparza But they're the one before that. But yeah, it was close to co-main. And, yeah, sorry, sorry, go on. My bad. My bad.
0: But. When I made a post about... When I posted about the Adesanya uh, versus Pereira fight on my Instagram, yeah, a few people commented about the early stoppage. Some people said that early stoppage, my ass and stuff. And they said mm-hmm. the stoppage was actually... was needed and it came in at the right time. They just won. Yep. I remember just seeing... I mean, just when I woke up that Sunday morning, I was just looking through my phone, just check Because I was eager to find out who had won that fight. Looking mm-hmm. through the news feeds and whatever. And I just... Remember seeing the clip of um, Adesanya up against the fence, and this guy um Pereira just dishing out the blows. And I was thinking, "Wow, Adesanya looks like he's just tied or <laughs> you know, just just yeah. waiting to be finished off." And the other guys just doing, just giving him the business there with his fists. Brutal. Um, it was brutal, yes, <laughs> really, Shout really brutal. My brother
1: Perry, my brother Perry, uh, gave me uh, his his his, uh, his BT Sport for the day, so I could. Uh... Uh, it's because you think he went out to watch, it and I watched it on his BT Sport. Uh, so I'm glad, grateful that he gave it to me. I was at work, by the way, <laughs> watching it. But annoyed. but yeah, it had to be done. But yeah, grateful oh, sure. for that. Sorry, I'll shut. Uh, I just cut you off there. My bad. Sorry, were you saying? Sorry, sorry. Okay.
0: No. Um, I was saying that any I watch one of these fights, and I predict that the other person is going to win because they look like got, they look as if they got more in their arsenal to win the fight. Uh, whether it's by decision tko or ko or submission yeah when the result plays out in the opposite way than to what i had anticipated or predicted i you know i'm reminded that in this fight in in combat sports especially especially mixed martial arts things rarely play out the way you plan or hope or predict exactly like
1: unless you you compete with that division yeah yeah It's
0: true. Like Chandler versus Poirier, I really thought that Chandler would um um actually just um you know, you win by it? a serious knockout or submission. But no, yeah. that I mean he actually gas he did I think he gassed out. He did gas out. And um Poirier was smart. He saw that uh, he I think he waited for the opportunity to come, took the opportunity and um uh, for a night gone on the ground and won by rare naked um rare naked chokehold. So, I mean, again, when I see stuff like that, I'm reminded, okay, there's a lot more hits to this than what I know, what the ones, and there's a lot more, more for me to understand. Um, So, I mean, going back to Sonia and Pereira, now, Do you, I tried to post a poll about this in my Instagram stories. Do you think that there is going to be a rematch? Is Dana White going to agree to that?
1: That's moneymaker. That's got to be a rematch. To be honest, with you like, they want to save Alex Pereira. They want him to fight what's it called because there's a few wrestlers out there would would love to after that fight. And th- uh, there's a jokes and meme saying like um, what's his name? Strickland must be thinking, killing himself. Think, damn, why didn't I try to grapple with this man? You know, uh, okay. so there's a be lots uh rap- grapplers looking at that thinking oh, but another thing what these grapplers don't understand is the reason why Izzy was probably try be able to get him down. One he went he went for a takedown on Izzy and two. Um is he because of the kick high level kickboxing understands that um oh I forgot the word. The word ah um uh, not the engagement. I, my brain just went to crap. But basically the the measuring, during the measuring, uh my mind had the right word for it, my mind's gone for it. But um he understands what the measuring measuring is because he has such a high level kickboxing, he knows when to engage and to get into the clinch or, or to get into uh the, the takedown. There's a word um I was training about and when I was actually do, doing these drills today, which is annoying, but my brain's gone, but yeah, I'll get the word I'll probably put a oh, comment in, in the comment section to say it, because I'm not stupid my brain's gone. You say gone. measuring, do you
0: mean what's in terms of the, if I, if I understand what you mean, so correct me if I'm wrong, do you mean in terms of the athlete's reach? Um... No,
1: no, no no, like, so, so, so for someone to get into someone's um, to shoot for a takedown, you need to get a good read on when the time is uh, to, to engage to get to the takedown, to like change levels and then to shoot, or to you, you, to, to, we, we make a, 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 um, jab up high, get the hands to go up to shoot. Cause, cause, uh, Alex Pereira does a long guard, high guard. He has his hands out well long. And Silva used to do it as well back in the day, back in his prime. Uh, and, and other fighters have used that philosophy. I think Machida used it quite, quite often with, even though it's karate, he uses hands out and other fighters have used that to, uh, to pull their fighters away, I think I've mean, even seen Demetrius Johnson, uh, flyweight use that. But it's um, it's a very hard way of getting smart to to, to keep your fighter at bay. And because he's such high level, he can do a flying knee at your freaking head. He can punch you with a lead hook. He's so high level striking that to even get him on the ground, you have to get in close to him. The reason why is he can do that because he's he's got his reads. He's got his reads. He can he's, he's high level kickbox as well. He can see what. His opponent is is doing, you know. Whereas other wrestlers and 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 other grapplers who aren't as high level striker, Whitaker's probably could could probably because he's a high level striker as well. Possibly Vittori, possibly Canoneer, possibly you know a few other ones. Shamaya, maybe because he's got a great long shoot out takedown. He can shoot that shoot on a takedown about three meters away and he still get you down, but. A lot of fighters haven't got those reads, haven't got that measures, that pinpoint position. If they're they at it wrong, you know you can get knocked out. Like Derek Lewis versus um, what's his name? Derek Lewis versus ah, uh, what's his name? My brain's gone blank. <laughs> My brain's terrible today. Derek Lewis. I mean, he fought he fought heaven. a um, wrestler who's very good, and and I can't forget think of his name. Brain's he gone blank. The UFC. In the UFC in the headweight division, a guy shot on Derek, Derek Lewis, and Derek Lewis came up with an uppercut and knocked him out. Uh, and I've completely forgotten the guy's name. But um, but anyways, he's a really good wrestler, the guy he fought. Anyways, long story short, he didn't read the timing, and he thought he was safe and shot when he wasn't safe and there was a knockout. Uh, and just like Alex Perry, he fought, I think it's Hansen, I forgot his name. He didn't time the read right, and I think he shot and he got flying knee and knocked out with a head kick. Flying knee, like get flying knee to the to the dome and knocked him out. Long story short, if you don't get your read, don't get your measures, don't get your um. There's a word. There's a better word for read and measures. I can't think of it. My brain's gone shit. And there's probably be comments afterwards to tell me the word. What it do you it. mean? Is it to gauge or something? Is it? No, yeah, engage. Right. But there's a name for it to to uh to to get your um. I said this word about a billion times today because we was training this freaking drill. It was paying me off, paying me off. But anyways, but it, you can't just like shoot for a takedown. Like, back in the day, back in the early UFC days, unless you're George St. Pierre, who was very well-rounded even in the early days, you could, sh- and Anson Silva as well, you could shoot for a takedown for a mile out, and no one would, would shoot for, would think about doing a flying knee, or you know, even Edson Barboza did, it, I think it was in D- Dalarus, I'm not too sure, did a flying knee. Anson Silva did it to, um, oh, someone in Pride, they went shot for a takedown to a flying knee. Alex prayer has got that level of striking that you can't shoot you can't blank shoot. You can't just shoot naked. You have to set it up. You have to set up your shoot. Whereas, because Izzy's been in the game so long, he can set up that strike in. I know someone else could do it. Whitaker. Whitaker could be a very dangerous opponent for Alex Pereira. And so would Hamzat Shmaev. You could say Kananir and Vittori, possibly. But I personally think and um, Costa and other fighters. But I think, personally, I think he knocks most of them out. I think the two, I think, will be the most dangerous for him would be Whitaker. And uh, Hamzat Shomayev just because Hamzat can shoot for a mile out and get people down, because he's left, because because his wrestling is that levels, you know. Um, but if if you're a wrestler and you don't understand, you don't understand about um timing and engagement, and yes, you just come yeah. forward. Alex Prayer is like one of the fighters. Very few fighters that possesses the the knockout KO power in almost every part of his body: elbows, knees. Punches probably shoulder, you know. It's it's like the Francis and factor, you know. Francis and garnu was knocked out Stevie with a jab. He jabbed Stevie, you know, it went I mean, Stevie couldn't get him down. I was like, oh no. Yeah, yeah. It's like start like start praying, like thinking about his funeral, you know. And he just knows, like, just tap now, man, just tap now. There, like, there are
0: some fighters that I think they read their opponents, they study their opponents. I mean, you can't be your opponent, but they study their opponents as best they can to the core. And just once they're actually competing with you there in the cage fighting with with their opponent, they yeah. just, um they time all their actions. I think, can I say that when you're in there in the cage, you, there's certain things you'll stop doing because you see, okay, this is actually using up so much of my energy. I need to try something else. Is that, am I thinking along the right lines there?
1: If you've got the tools, if you've got the tools. So that's why I, my person, I've been doing it since I was a kid. I've been training martial yeah. arts since I was a kid not uh, MMA, but martial arts. I've been training for kids. So I've got many tools in my arsenal to switch it up. And not just that, I'm, I'm still learning now. Me and Mike James have been uh, pursuing different routes to learn more different routes. And myself going to uh, through a lot of the people um, I spoke to in my life in. And even going into different, um, not just uh, MMA, but different sports like rugby. I went with a, a guy called Lee B. Davis to learn other uh, arsenals. And just because the takedowns, different. I know that's crazy, yeah. but rugby was, it, any little specific thing that someone that don't know because something happens in mma that what people don't understand is if everybody's learning the same thing you know what happens mm. you, they know what you're doing yes you know, yeah whole, and the thing is this is why i love that MMA it's getting better and better and better like so all of a sudden calf kicks came along like what was calf kicks you know and then people start doing calf kicks and like people now they're going into different arts when people said this art was useless now they go to the art just to take up like Bruce Eve method was, <laughs> yeah. You know, he said he said, uh, "Take what's useful and discard discard the rest." Like you know, Samba wrestling came out. You know, people didn't people said it was freestyle wrestling and Brazilian jiu jitsu, and all of a sudden, Samba wrestling's coming in, and then and they're, they're destroying people. I'm like wow! And then uh, you know, it's such such a uh, crazy sport. It's going to be keep evolving, evolving. But um, when it comes, like I said about we we mentioned about like uh when you're in a fight, can you know if you've got it in your arsenal. Like for instance, I don't. I, I, I talk about myself. If you ask me, my last fight, I was on the ground. It was ten seconds left, and I'm thinking I went for. Remember the the Theo Edwards got me up against a cage, but he wasn't trying to take me down, and he wasn't trying to strike. He was just trying to hold me. And I looked at the ref like, "Come on, this break me away." And I thought it's my job to get him away, but it was hard because he wasn't trying to take me down. He wasn't trying to do anything. So my mindset was right. I can't get off the cage. I have to, and I can't, I'm punching him but they're stupid they're, they're baby punches, I'm going to go for a guillotine so I went for a guillotine, he jumps up It's 10 seconds low. I thought if I get up now, he's going to, it's 10 seconds to go he's going to punch me in the head, not going to look good for the, on the judge's scorecard, I remembered I started doing scorpion kicks in, in Capoeira I thought, let's go for a scorpion kick, and I did it, I'd off the ground, I thought just a thing in my mind, I went for a scorpion kick, but it could be if I were on the ground, I didn't have that in my weapon what do you do? You just get up, don't yeah. you? So- it's it's what's in it's in your mind, what's in your mind. If you haven't got the tools and you haven't practiced and even practicing it four, four times, maybe you practice a few times, but you got it. But if you haven't got the tools, then you just um, you panic and you, and you and, and then you probably use more energy and then you do something silly. But only the very, very few elite fighters can change it up to do these things, you know, to to these tools. Like for instance, Pereira, he yes. knew he was down, he knew he was down. But he was a two-time world kickboxing champion. He's knocked out Izzy before. In his back of his mind, he's not panicking. Most fights yeah, panicked. In the fourth round, he could have tried of um gone blow for blow with Izzy. He didn't. He 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 just let him have that round. He breathed, he chilled. And in the fifth round, when the time was right, he exploded and and, and finished him. You know? Also, again, Rumble Johnson with a great coach. I think personally that was a lot more of his coach in him. I mean, he's only pulled out the bag, but his coach was on his case madly. You know, when he when his head was on the ground, his coach was telling him this is what you got to do, and he and inspired his spirit, and he and he came out there and he and he pulled out the bag. And it was amazing. Uh, just but not can't take away anything from Leon Edwards because he was on an 11 fight win streak, 10 fight win streak. So, but at the same time, his coach was a massive, definitely got to be part of that. But again, it's something in his arsenal. They probably practice over and over and over and over again. The jab, slip, kick. You know, it's something they practice over and over again. If you haven't practiced that, you can't just say, "Oh, oh, you never done this before." But let's just <laughs> You can't. You can't say it. it's something that's in, in your weapon arsenal. And that's that. That's the problem I find though with a lot of MMA gyms. It can become quite generic, and unless you're not a very, uh, very open-minded uh, person, a lot of people believe. I put this in a post. Not to talk about. To talk about the end. A lot of people believe that we found everything in our um, MMA, and and this is the who's who's. But when you find out now, look, how come a lot more strikers are coming over and doing well because people have learned how to defend takedowns, learn how to siver uh, f- f- what is actually needed in grappling and what's not, and what what is the right tools. But then you got other people who just do heavy Brazilian Jiu Jitsu, for instance, Dustin Poirier versus a. Uh, Michael Chandler, yeah. I think it was. I think it was. Uh, Michael Chandler who actually engaged that takedown and then got swept, or somehow got on his back and then got beat by Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. So, I love MMA, but I, I don't, I, I'm fucking. I'm. I'm sorry swearing. I'm. I'm going on too. No, much look,
0: to don't me. say what you like. So I'm your, one of those...
1: Answer your question. Yes, but is you can't yes but that that depends on how much the opponent understands about the sport and how much because you've got other fighters like dan henderson who couldn't just knock you out with that one punch and he just he just rely on that one punch but you know what doesn't matter because it's all he needs you <laughs> know most of the time he just yeah, he's got great best life he can do i know you did an yeah. elbow against um against uh oh, what's the name of the, the guy the dude chidoko chidoko guy it was a massive I forgot his name um but yeah, he's, he's finished the guy by elbow and a few people but but Most of the time it was the H-bomb. He just landed he went, went with that big hat over and it got him a thousand of belts and in and a great chin and the wrestling. So some people, and Francis and Garni, who just needs a swing, you know? <laughs> and he's learning wrestling in jiu-jitsu now. But uh but the, the very skilled athletes, yes, I believe the very more skilled athletes, they they they've got um they're like GSP, for instance, I what we'll say. He's got very, very, very many ways to win, and 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 Izzy as well too on shoot. That's why they can get there. That's that's the that's the very few percentage that can do it, and that's as to me that's a champion. That's a ch- people with that mindset. Even Cain Velasquez, yeah. he did. he got knocked out by Junior De Santos, he came back, did it, re-change his game plan. He that talking about Cain Velasquez, his both knees got blown out, uh, before, and that's what that's what killed his career. But people like that, that mindset, um, Demetrius Johnson level one if you've got, you got the tools, that's why it's called Mixed Martial Arts, if you've got the tools do it and if you haven't got the tools then then you best be blessed with a lot of power and uh, speed and create attributes to, to to get to the top it's a long winded answer bro, sorry <laughs> but, it's no,
0: but it's detail so I'm also learning uh, myself um, you see if we if I talk about the, well actually no I about both of them actually is it that if you're a smart mixed martial arts um, athlete, what you should normally do is, and if, you can, if you've if you got the skills for this, if, if it's like a natural talent that you have in your arsenal, is to go into that cage or even that ring and try and wear down your opponent. If you know your opponent, if you studied them, more, if you know their weaknesses, their loopholes, go into that cage, just go on go the offensive, but also go on the defensive, try to wear them down as much as you can do let them exhaust that gas tank then towards the end you know if the if the opportunity is still there just going for the kill and just going for a knockout submission TKO or for some sort of finish is that you should cause yeah,
1: but the, uh, yeah if you're superior definitely if you look the superior fighter definitely that's that's the goal. That that's the goal every time and the superior athlete is to finish your opponent. So yes in in, in the answer yes you're right definitely because, that
0: Ma- Michael Chandler, um, I like him. He's great. Um, uh, good, good personality. But in terms of mixed martial arts, there's one particular fighter, other fighter who doesn't fight so much now, but he does a podcast. And he does commentary for Bella. So I'm not sure if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, What's they've been. uh should I say his name on this podcast?
1: Mm. <sighs> Is the, he, is he ent- one the guy he fought, Did he
0: fight? is he pit bulls? That pit bull, is it? Is It fought Chandler? No. Uh We'll put it this way: him and Chandler was supposed to fight back in sometime in two thousand seventeen in Bellator. I can't remember the p- specific Bellator event, okay. but I think he pulled out the he pulled out the fight or so. Um. Didn't want to fight Chandler. Wasn't ready, and so I think kind of prevented Chandler from as in moving up the rankings or so. But they're not onto their enemies basically. Okay. Um, but this guy has always said that um, Chan's a great fighter, so good looking. Guy. As in, there's many positive things he has to say about him, despite the fact that he doesn't like him. But mm. he says he's a crazy, stupid fighter. Um, now I don't mean, I don't necessarily mean to be insultive or offensive, but I kind of get what he means because Chandler is a ferocious fighter in the cage, but
1: he gets too excited sometimes, doesn't he?
0: And that's gonna cause you cause you to um, uh, exhaust that gas tank and you know, waste all that energy before you know it. You, I think that's why I saw it in the chat, in the in the fight with him and Dustin Poirier as at some points in that fight, trying to like he'd really had enough. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he'd taken uh, he'd taken a lot of abuse to his face. His face, angels were bloody Way to
1: get his energy back though. Did you see the takedowns? He was smart in that area. Did no, no, see? I
0: saw yes, no. I saw yeah. But Poirier was unfortunately still smarter. And game. he still managed to manage yeah. the managed day. To, to win.
1: On the day. Uh sorry to stop you. What you say, I keep going. Just keep going. Sorry, my man.
0: No, I said um you are right about trying to put the takedowns you're smart to do that. Um but I think Poirier still smarter and still mm-hmm. managed to I didn't, you know, get on his back and try and get and not not try to but he got into a rare naked hole and he um Cause so he trying to taps. <laughs> I had to actually go back and rewind it two or three times to see the actual t- tapping as it, as it happened. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's just situations like that. I do uh, one is what people mean that like your fight IQ probably isn't that great. You're wasting your energy when you should be conserving it, so you can last as much as you can do through the fight, so you have got a better opportunity of winning.
1: The thing is, I don't think it wasn't to do with fight IQ. Um, I think that's how Michael Chandler. Like, I think he wants to entertain the fans as well and he's one of those people that would just he gets he, he's got a way of fighting and I think he's one of those people that there's people that can change their styles like one of them is Rufus Robbie Lawler. Rufus Robbie Lawler used to come out and just try to bang and then he changes his style try to um be more selective and bang and remember I told you about the Alex Pereira fight where we we, we did mention about him being more uh, at the start, he tried to swim, but then he, he got he he his breath because he had a three rounder as well. Michael Chan had a three rounder. I think he was trying to win him points, and he got caught. But still, cut cut that long story short. He didn't use his uh, shots efficiently. If you watched the first round, I think he was missing them a lot of times. He was throwing them missing, mm-hmm. and he got he got a hit. Not all the time. He landed some beautiful shots, and and have got to give him a lot to Dustin Poirier to take them shots. A lot of people wouldn't take them shots. They would have been they would have been out. But Michael Chandler, I will say, did didn't use his shots efficiently. But what I will give him credit for was the switch that he realised he was he was messing up, and he shoot for the takedown. Problem is, I think he shot for one takedown, and he got swept, or or he got switched. And uh, I don't know if he got for swept and he got his back taken, um, and. That that was that was just because honestly he was blowing his nose into uh which is disgusting <laughs> I believe he was blowing his well nose. hold
0: on did he blow his nose into Poirier's mouth
1: Yeah 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 that's messed up okay, <laughs> That's, messed up so that's very I mean, bizarre That's I mean, I mean, I mean, really I mean, as well which is not the sportsman like um it was kind of messed up but um yeah I think Dustin Poirier say a lot of bad stuff about Michael Charlotte, so I can see why he was peed off Yeah and um, that doesn't an excuse what he did. But, uh, but he's a fight favourite and he fights on his heart but doesn't mean he did. But uh yeah, I, I think what you're saying though, with his fight being stupid, I, I wouldn't call Michael Chana stupid, but what we'll say is that um he gives his all in every fight he does, is why people yeah, love yeah. him all. Yeah. But I think he needed to um watch that fight back and, and do a lot more sparring and and be more efficient. It's hard. It's hard sport. Because he was, he did do the right thing. Maybe learn a bit more BJJ. Maybe go to Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Because he was winning. I know he got rocked at the end of the first round. and He got stopped because um, he got crossed over and he he nearly got stopped. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that can take years of your life. So he's got to be careful playing that game. Um, I, I I'm stupid myself. I have my hands down. So I, I I'm saying this and I look at myself like Johnny. You have your hands down. You just fight like a retard as well. I shouldn't say fight like that. But, 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 but so but. It is it, is he. I can't blame him because he's so good at it, and and he's got diamond in hands. And he can knock people out. You have got to give a lot of jo- uh, got a lot of give a lot of credit to credit, Dustin fight yeah. you know, as well. You know, I, I said Michael channel winner stopping, but. Poirier came back, and you've got to give it... I thought he was coming in the third round, I still thought Michael Chandler was two rounds up. Even though he got rocked to the first round, you could have given that draw maybe, or I thought it was Michael Chandler just because of the amount of dominating. He did dominate and up to 20 seconds to go, and then, he, then again, I thought I thought you can't give that... I still give that round to Michael Chandler, even though what happened at the end of the round, and I gave the, the second round to Chandler. But then going in the third round, I liked how he mixed it up with, with the takedowns, but yeah, I do even I do agree with you. He does miss a lot, and he's not as efficient. And when he gets excited, when a guy's hurt, instead of like chilling and waiting, like um Alex P- Alex Pereira does, and chill, wait, wait, and wait for that psh, uh, dust. It uh, not dust. And Michael Chandler just wants to take you out and swing, swing, yeah, swing, yeah. and miss, 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 miss. And, and as as Conor McGregor says, not as efficient. Uh, with with his shots, I hate using the Conor McGregor because I'm not big Conor McGregor fan, but he's right in what he says, and you're right there, you're right there, you no. Know, so you're right what you're saying, but the only thing you've got to give Chandler credit to is the wrestling part. He, he did switch it up and he just got screwed over the BJJ, but he did switch it up.
0: Also, I think Poirier's a bit, well, uh, if this, God, I may be wrong saying this, but I'll, I'll say it anyway. Um, Poirier somewhat has a smaller frame. I mean, these guys are both same weight class, but I think probably it was easier for Poirier to get to get the guy into a, a ran naked chokehold and uh, get a submission. So, um, and on top of that, Poirier kind of did want this fight himself mm-hmm. because he he was angry that Michael Chandler didn't call him out. I mean, I've never seen, I've never seen, and um, Shel said this, I've never seen or heard of any athlete in combat sports, specifically the, the UFC, that is angry when a top-rated, popular fight, top-ranking fighter at that time doesn't call them out. <laughs> it's exactly what happened here.
1: I think he kind of felt disrespected seeing you probably thought, thought that Michael char didn't think of him as a um, top tier guy because he was too busy calling out Conor McGregor, who wasn't even in the top 10. He's kind of like a bit disrespected. Everybody wants to call out Conor McGregor because he's a money fight, isn't he? Yeah, so, yeah. But, but Dustin put a spin on it saying, you know, that. But I, I, I like Michael Chandler, I like Dustin Poirier, I like both of them, they're both uh, individuals. Very mm-hmm. good. I think. You could have run that fight back, and you might see a different result. Like most of the lightweight division, light division, lightweight division is stacked full of quality, quality, not just quality and quantity, both yeah. both quality. So, yeah, I mean, it's funny. I think Michael Chana didn't. Uh, I think we say he was an upset. I think he was the way. I think he had his back. He had his back. I think his fish hooking. Jones tried to get uh, the the a choke. I believe his fish hook and his is is his cheek, like hand in the hook like that calling out trying to get a rare chuck. That's, that's it, it's like, it's it, a high level cheat, isn't it? Because that's high level cheating. Man. Yeah, he tried to fish hook him, to fish his head out, to get a rare naked chuck.
0: We're one the saying ch- China versus Boy that just on, on Saturday. What's that? What, this the, the, This is the, the the fight we just saw on, on yeah. Saturday. China yeah. versus I'm gonna to have to go back and watch that fight again to see. No. that we... so,
1: I, makes... I got it from opinion from someone. Someone told me. I think my brother told me that. And I think, uh, yeah, I think my brother told me. That. I think I've heard that from another source that he fish hooked. He fish hooked him to try to get the when Michael Chandler had uh, Dustin pull his back. I believe that he was fish hooking him, which is like pulling your you know your hand, in your cheek, trying to lift his head up to get his hand under to, bring to choke him. Which is which is messed up, and I heard as well what the nose blowing his nose into his mouth and such like that was kind of disgusting. But
0: now it makes sense why Dustin Poirier said you dirty motherfucker.
1: Yeah. In that interview, in that,
0: in that interview, look, um, can we reconnect? Right, this limit has come on again.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No problem.
0: I'll be back in about like, two minutes. No worries. So, yeah. Um. Uh, now it makes sense as to why Dustin Poirier called this guy dirty, uh, <laughs> dirty motherfucker. Um, yeah. uh, but speak you mentioned Conor McGregor now is I, I didn't really have him on, on my itinerary of list of things to talk about in this episode but what's the story with this guy is he going to come back to um compete or is he done with fighting because from what we've been hearing he's been making noise about this movie he's supposed to be starring in
1: well I don't know if it was Dana White or someone or someone saying something about um Michael Chandler should be fighting Conor McGregor. Because I know he wanted that fight, and it sounds crazy, but because of of, of his style, unless he tries to shoot for, a, man, he does shoot for takedowns, so that might not be good for Conor. Um, but he gases, and the Michael Chandler fight. I mean, if he makes it a main event, he probably try to make that main event five five rounds for Conor, which which will work more in Conor's favor than Chandler. Even Conor gases low, and <laughs> the way he is. Uh,
0: well, what I would. Before, before we talk about the, the the fight between McGregor and Chandler, is McGregor even going to come back to the, um, the UFC? Do you think so?
1: Yeah, I think he'll come back. Yeah, yeah, he'll come back. He it will kill him if he goes out on how he went out. He will definitely come back. Um, yeah. I don't think it will be anytime soon though. It would be definitely next year, whether it be like in you know March, April time, or before that, it will give him time to lose the weight and start time shredding it, you know. But yeah, I don't know. It's all speculation, isn't it?
0: You definitely believe this man is the notorious uh MMA is definitely coming back to the octagon. You can bet I'm... your money on it.
1: I don't bet, but I'm not betting man, but I believe he will. Mm-hmm. That would that was, uh, he's got too much ego to go out like that. But if he comes back it'd be someone that he believes he can beat.
0: Yes, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Th- when you put like a like Cowboy ceremony, it'd be someone silly. Or or for a title. Or for a title.
0: Well the advantage for him is there because I mean although you can't pick it like a nobody you have to pick someone who has some st- some let's say if not star power there's a, they've got a significant following quite a lot of people know them so he wins all the way, so they'll be happy to go to fight him because it gives okay. That's the name, the branding goes up in ranking. And also big money fight for them as well. For him, it's just a big money fight, really.
1: Yeah, Michael Charles sounds sounds stars. He does sound stars. But I I believe it'd be it'd be a main event.
0: No, definitely, happened.
1: yeah, yeah. But that's in stars. But uh, who knows? I could be completely wrong. Could be fighting Nate Diaz again. You know, who knows? He he can. Good at a uh, rematch, make it the trilogy. Who knows? And they might say that bring Nate Diers back for one more, one more dance. They could make money, could make tons of money off that. <laughs> uh, of money. Well,
0: depends. It would well, Nate and, de-
1: and Nate, Nate, Nate would go to welterweight, wouldn't he? Nate would probably go welterweight. or because Nate doesn't care. He'll fight, you any fight anyway, you know. So that'd be help that'd be help better for the corner right now the much amount muscle he's put on as well. So mm-hmm. no, or Charner said he wouldn't mind fighting him at Walter White as well. So who knows whoever wants it more? I think he'll be back. Yeah, even though do I think he should come back? No, do I think he'd win? I don't know. I I'd, I'd say no. Look at him now, but who knows? He he could come back with a different attitude. Who knows?
0: But a lot of people believe that the this guy McGregor is now on the decline. But then again, at the back of my mind, I'm thinking: Well, if he had won that fight with Emporio, would you have said that?
1: I think it's the motivation, isn't it? it they always say they motivate, that's why the memes, that all the comments, it's just the comments. I motivate Connor wins this guy. I motivate Connor. It's like, you know, the C level Kane, C level Kane, Velasquez and you've got yeah. all these other. It's quite funny, but we'll, we'll see, you know. It's how much Connor want. I do believe that. I do believe money can change people, but either way, money or not, or no money. You, I uh, gotta understand. Uh, I should say that mo- uh, no money does definitely motivate you more. But either either way, he definitely still lost. He still lost those fights, and yeah. he's mm. he's got to see if he wants it or not. And this is a sport. It's one of the most dangerous sports in the world, even though you've got all the proportions that put in place. But yeah, it's how much he wants it. He's got he's got a lot. Any really, so yeah. it's up to him. I I think just because of uh, how he he went out, I don't think he'd want to go out that way. I think
0: he would want more, but I, don't, I think he an easy fight. If there is one, if there is such one. <laughs> yeah, no, I think when I think of UFC two fifty nine, UFC two sixty nine, it was I think we've forgotten the name of the event. Uh, just mm-hmm. the memes are coming out, especially from Khabib. Khabib was one of the first people to tweet about <laughs> about Conor's loss, saying you're making all this noise to come for people to come and see you fight, but then you went back to sleep or something. <laughs> oh man! I uh, know that was quite hilarious. Um, Brutal. So, uh, what else could we cover? Um, before we move on to the more serious um discussion, yeah,
1: uh, Zhang he beat Esparza and um, the co main event. Um, I I didn't watch it, I know it sounds terrible. I I I. I I mean, it sounds sounds terrible. Um, the result, uh, the reason why I didn't watch that was because Esparza versus Bug Rose and. Esparza the first. Fug, Fug Rose apparently was one of the most boring fights of all UFC. I said if you watch that, you can make a fight person not want to watch an MMA fight again. Really? Apparently, yeah, apparently it's most boring fight ever now. But regardless of me saying that, you got to give Esparza a lot of um, praise. The girl was now a two-time UFC champion in a very long time. I think I believe she was the first ever UFC champion at weight class when it first ever came a uh a, a a division but then also fug rose was it was in that um contender series not contender uh ultimate fighter series for that belt as well which was pretty cool um but with zhang who is she gonna fight next? Because i enjoy with zhang i enjoy her fights i enjoy fug rose but fug rose versus spiders between the was boy and i believe they the, there was a the fight was ended really quickly but i'm not too sure i didn't watch that i need to watch it i know that it sounds terrible but uh it didn't interest me at all and it sounds bad. I remember when, when I did my phone, as soon as uh, a player fight was off, I was off, I was off it and I played football manager on my phone. Yeah, it's terrible.
0: Jay Lang, how do you spell that? If I, The name sounds familiar yeah. if I look up on Google. I might... Uh, I'm might.
1: i not too sure I'll just spell it. I'm dyslexic so I'm not the best person but I'll, I can, right. I can find it for you later. I'll send it over. To you, what a shang.
0: Okay, all right. Um. So look. Oh,
1: yeah. Frankie. Frank retired, didn't he? Frank he did, Hager yeah. had, his, mm-hmm. had his last fight and sadly lost or uh, up going out in in terrible fashion. Uh, got a first round ko flying knee, which is terrible. And also Dan Hooker got another w, which I'm happy about. Good for him, but yeah, sad for Frankie. Uh he should have retired a long time ago, but Frank Edgar. Yeah, we got to give a saying... We got to talk about Frank Edgar. Sorry, I'll, I'll be quick. I'll be quick as I can, even no, though I don't right. want to be quick. We've got a show to go through. Um, Frankie Edgar's as I spent the most time in the UFC than anybody ever in the UFC, and as for every, if you do want to talk about one of the toughest people, not in height, not in thing, but as a entire person, as in spirit, that man. Has fought your who's who. He didn't. He he fought BJ Penn when B. J. Penn was considered one of the greatest. B. J. Penn is not even considered one of the greatest now, which is which is crazy, because obviously his record because of what he did after his he started going downhill and kept fighting when he was past it. But Frankie Edgar fought B. J. Penn when he was. BJ Penn, when BJ Penn was killing everybody, milking everybody, he fought Sean Sherk when he fought all these beasts, Diego Sanchez, when Diego Sanchez was Diego Sanchez, he, he fought all these killers when they were at their prime, and BJ Penn was milking them all, and Frankie, I think, how many times, I don't know if it's four times, or whatever, beat him every time, and destroyed him, in, in a lightweight, and I don't think, I don't think uh, BJ Penn ever recovered from that mentally, he might have recovered now, but what Frankie Edgar did to him and then also Grey Maynard did the same thing to Grey Maynard Grey Maynard was undefeated Frankie Edgar stopped uh, after losing just like uh, Izzy uh, after losing to Grey Maynard Frankie Mm -hmm. lost to him came back I think they drew and then they fought again and beat defeated Grey Maynard in devastating fashion when he got lost to come back in the later rounds his cardio and his chin was so durable back in the day come back to finish Grey Maynard at lightweight and you got to think this is a time when there was such a thing as featherweight in the UFC there was such a thing as lightweight in the, there was a thing as featherweight bantamweight and, which is now bantamweight the guy had to eat food to get in the weight do you know people cut on weight? just to yeah. be in the UFC Frankie Egger had to eat to uh to uh to be in that weight class, so it wasn't like you could be. Oh, he had to cut. He was so small. He had to eat. He was one of the tiniest people in that fight division, and he became mm-hmm. UFC champion. And I believe a lot of people believe that he won the fights against um, Ben Henderson for the title, which I think he lost the title to. A lot of people believe that he beat Ben Henderson, but this guy fought everybody. he Fought Yahi Rodriguez. I have done know if he fought too sure. If he, I think he beat him. I think um I'm not too sure. If he fought Korean Zombie. He fought Max Holloway. He fought Jose Aldo twice, and a lot of people think that. he beat Jose Aldo the first time so he could have been a featherweight champion as well. He fought banterweight, featherweight, lightweight. He fought even in his later years, he fought Chicken, he fought everybody. The guy fought absolutely everybody. Sean Shirk, uh trying to think, well so I says Jose Matt Collarway. I'm not too I got i got to go through the line. But if you see the guy's record, it's absolutely insane the guys he's fought and Yeah, you've got to say he's definitely going to be in the Hall of Fame if he's not already and he's going to be one, you know. I I won't put him as as the greatest of all time, but as a heart, I would say that guy's got probably one of the biggest hearts. If not, you could put him up there with the greatest of all time, just with the heart alone. He was a guy who would just fight anybody, anywhere, anytime. He was just, yeah, yeah. That's why he's sad right now. That's probably probably why he's still continuing when he shouldn't be. It's because of his heart. Uh which is sad, you know, which is sad as why he got brutally knocked out twice, a few times. Um did he fight um Sanhagen? I think he fought Corey Sanhagen as well.
0: I remember yeah. the flying knee. It was oh god, it was yeah. he went out yeah. so quickly.
1: He's fought Uriah Faber. He's fought oh my days, he's fought he's fought everybody. He's he's literally fought everybody and yeah, the guy's got a heart of a lion. If you want to talk about someone who's got a heart, you want to talk someone. Who, if you're in a street fight, you want someone to back you up. Frankie's that man, you know. The one, the has got. The, he ain't gonna freaking. He was only small. He ain't gonna back down. So that that guy is a, uh, yeah. Sad to hear that he's a, uh, he's no longer fighting. Sad to hear how he finished. But yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I'll leave it at that. Hope that gives justice to how good Frankie is. But
0: well, there are some fighters. You know... Edgar is only about what forty, forty-one now, isn't
1: it? I don't know. He could possibly—is he that old? Is he older? I thought he might be thirty-nine. He could be forties. Could be right. Could be right.
0: Um. So, but I'm thinking there are other, though. Maybe that those these guys are the rare exception. You yeah, have other fighters such as Glover, Tashera. Tashera is still competing, actively competing, isn't
1: it? But he's, he's smart, Glover. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yare Rodriguez was brutal but Glover to get back to the title he, and he had to fight killers to get back to the title contention and win it changed his fighting style his fighting style used to be come out knock him out and he changed to be a grappler and used his grappling more than his striking and took less damage to get to the top even at the late age different, that's the problem with Frankie was more going toe to toe yeah
0: Okay, you give me something else to think about for uh, everything you said so far in this episode. Oh, mate,
1: I I watched so much, mate. I love this stuff that I, I yeah. never made. Like, I feel I'm not disrespecting what you're saying. It's true what you're saying he did, but Frankie wasn't he Glover. I mean, other than the the Yari the uh the Yari, what's his name? Uh Jiri, Jiri. Jiri, is, is it I forgot his name the guy with the 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 viking looking geezer. Uh, and he's Yuri, uh,
0: P- or something like that yeah
1: yeah after that fight you know i know he took some damage a little bit damage was against was against santos i think he believed he took a little bit damage but then he took him down uh, and then when he fought Yanni, to he', he he's smart against him he he Teixeira was smart how he made his route to the, the top he he used his brain of a bronze um I don't want to say that. it sounds terrible. What saying about Frankie, but the problem with Frankie is 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 that that weight class that he's in, there so fast and at age maybe it is the weight class as well. At that age, your speed is one of the first few things to go at that going yeah. towards that age. Sad to say, and with the heavyweights, it don't really matter because a lot of people aren't that fast anyways. And like that's about but a person we're about to speak about. I'm not going to bring him up now. Um, but yeah, yeah. That that's a you got to call that factor the weight division as well. You know just to be at the top of that at that at that level, it shows. well even though he he did lose, I think he believed he beat someone really good. I gotta look at his record, but yeah, it was sad that he finished how he how it ended. But I think because he's got such a big long resume, I think people studied him a lot more and saw holes, and he didn't adapt. And by not adapting, he paid the paid the. The price is a lot of hard to tell. They say you can't teach new old dog new tricks, yeah. You can, yeah. oh, wow, well, okay, good, but it's if it, that that that's for a lot of fighters you can't, you can teach new, new tricks, definitely can't treat new tricks. Some fighters get better and better as, as they age, which is crazy, like Robbie Lauder or other fighters that I, I, can, I can think of on top of my head, but like, but but like, uh, for Frankie, I don't think he last few fights he'd look the same sort of thing, you know, and then I think people. Saw what he was doing and and uh, got exposed. It's sad, but yeah, I'll shut up now because I talked loads. Sorry, man.
0: <laughs> so, Anthony uh, Johnson, um, I have to say, when I saw the post for the first time on it was yesterday, yes, yeah, Sunday evening, Sunday night over here in the UK. I've got to be honest, I was quite shocked and taken aback. I mean, the last time I had heard or seen anything to do with this guy, unfortunately, wasn't exactly on, on positive terms. It had been an incident that had happened. He was involved. But um, I really didn't foresee anything like this on the horizon. So when I saw the post, I had to go back and check. I, I, at first, I thought maybe just it could have been a sick joke or sick meme. um, hmm. But actually, you know, it turned out to be true. And today I learned that actually he had been fighting an illness, and unfortunately, um, over the weekend it um did take his life. Um, so yeah, I uh was really really shocked, and uh, I was like, wow, and only, only thirty eight years old, so soon, still very young.
1: He was a big inspiration to me as well. Uh... Yeah, I, I don't know about all the legend chat. What what he did outside the cage, or, or it was true or not. Maybe it could be true, maybe it's not. But I like to remember him for what he did in the cage, and I've seen stuff he's done good in the outside cage as well. But uh, I, I, it's sad, very sad. When I heard, I was like, "Oh my days, really?" Because I was seeing his return. I couldn't wait for his return because I, I love me, me and Aaron Devinu Moses. You no, know, uh, we used to watch it around Aaron's house. His fights with DC. I used to watch it when I was younger. My brother Perry and my dad. Like he was so exciting, He mm-hmm. was just he had the same sort of feeling as Francis and Garni when he went in there. You finish people really quick, like in Negerra and how he finished um Glauzisera. But uh, I did a big post before before this this uh this the podcast we did because I felt like I don't usually talk put posts on my Instagram about fighters, but this one I felt really deserved it. I felt like I was glad he was coming back because I felt like he should have been UFC champion, Rumble Johnson. Sad to hear what has happened. Devastating to hear that he's passed away. He he possessed when I talk about skills, I said about skill set to win a world championship. He possessed them all. You know, the only one that wasn't there was his mind uh, for the title when he fought Daniel Cormier. And I think he even said himself yeah. after the fight, I'm retiring, and he he wasn't. He said, "I'm not thinking about. I'm not thinking straight. I don't need it." And that's why he went away and came back there at all. But he. He went in that fight, the first fight, nearly stopped Daniel Cormier. Somehow, flipping Daniel Cormier, freaking because he's got such high level wrestling, uh, somehow he, he hit Cormier so hard, he went from one side of the cage all the way over to the other cage. And I remember the funny bit after the fight when Daniel Cormier said, he said he was cocky, Daniel Cormier, oh, whatever. I sparled James Velasquez, came Velasquez, heavyweight champion of the world. You don't hit it harder than him. And he said he had his words as soon as he fought that one punch. He was like, he said, <laughs> I'm, going to, he said I'm going to strike with him. Daniel <laughs> he, he said, after one punch, he's like, nope, nope, nope. Okay, I'll take back what I said. Screw the I want to win. I'm not uh, happy with this guy. Because you know? <laughs> <laughs> he hit so hard, he points to the thought, no, you hit harder than Kane. You know, you hit definitely very hard and Kane game, it's Like, he a heavyweight. He hit so hard, I think he broke, uh, who's the name of the guy he fought? Uh, he broke his jaw the UFC old heavyweight champion, and he still is going to to this day, Andrzej Oloski hit him so hard, he broke his jaw. The guy, he, his mum said that when he was a kid, the guy used to punch locks open. And to think, this guy at one stage of his career felt that the need that he had to be at welterweight. If you watch him at welterweight, watch videos, he fought Dan Hardy and beat Dan Hardy at welterweight. He was a mass. He was. He looked like anorexic going welterweight. Welterweight it was disgusting. It was so scary to see. But he, he used to make welterweight for some reason. He and he thought he needed to be, and that's why he got cut by the UFC because he kept missing weight because he shouldn't have been at the weight class. You know, mm. so I must I don't know who they were tell him to that, but that must have diminished his career a little bit. His fighting career by doing that. He shouldn't have been doing that in the first place. Um, but. Back to what I was saying about the Daniel Cormier second fight, the first fight, yeah, he, uh, DC weathered that storm and took him down and you know and and did enough and he, he won that. I forgot watched that fight back again. I forgot the, the way how it went but played out. But I know DC won usually usually using by his wrestling. But at the start when he got punched and kicked, oh, it was so close to being it you know, was so minuscule ways of winning. And then the second fight, Henry he, Hoof looked disgusted because. Uh Anthony Rommel Johnson. Now you gotta think that DC is, is a high, not just a wrestler, one of the best. He made da, uh Dan Henderson, who's another Olympic wrestler, look like he'd never done wrestling in his life, played with him. That's how good DC of his yeah. wrestling is. Yeah. You know now Anthony Rommel Johnson tried to wrestle a wrestler, not just a wrestler, you're talking about Olympic medalist wrestler. And then, uh, and is it a? Oh, I forgot what say. He's, he's a division one wrestling championship as well. I forgot the, the name of it. I did put it in my post, but forgot the name of it. Yeah, he, it's not in my head at the moment. But he's, he's like just one of the best wrestlers of all time. And you are going to try and wrestle with this guy. That's when you know Andrew Rumble Johnson's not the right mindset. He was trying to do that, and he got out wrestling. And he lost. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's got heart. His heart was there. He thought, I can beat you at your own game silly thing to do because he only need he to do is land one punch and this could be game over. You know, he's got he's the one who possess that power or kick, head kick or punch. And he had one of the greatest coaches in MMA and then kickboxing, Henry Hoof. You know, Henry Hoof uh is one of amazing Dutch kickbox producers. I think I know it was Tyron Spong's head coach, I'm not too sure but he's one of the one of with a great fantastic head coach of uh, kick kickboxing and and instead of you know him using his, his assets to the best of his ability I'm, I think I'm not, I'm not so surprised why Henny Hoof was so upset for, with him after that fight. He he turned away because he was like, "Well, what are you doing, man? He, like, we did all this work, and he turned away because he could." But then at the same time, Andy Ronald Johnson said out on the camera that he wasn't his head wasn't in it. His passion, he lost the passion for it, and he needed time away. And and he probably did. That's why why he wasn't it. But if he had his head right on. My days, could he fight? You say the belt mentioned about Glover Tischleria being a champion. He knocked out Glover Tischleria in 13 seconds. He knocked out uh, Nagara, brother, the younger Nagara, brother, who in the first round. He knocked so many people out in the first round. It was scary. He was like the Mike Tyson at one stage of the UFC. He was so ferocious. I couldn't wait to watch him. You know, I used to be a big Rampage, uh, Rampage Jackson fan. When I saw uh, Rumble Johnson, he was like Rampage times three. You know, he was so bad that one stage, John Jones was, was uh, every person John Jones talked to, he, he tried to bully when he came to Rumble Johnson they were going to fight and obviously the fight got pulled out and and it got canceled. John Jones was, was making, was trying to be friends with Rumble. Now, John Jones don't be friends with anybody. John Jones always thinks he's superior to everybody. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: When he went to Rumble Johnson, it was like, let's be nice to this guy. Let's be nice. That we ain't gonna be that. Right. And he, and I don't know. if You know, he done drugs. So I said to I said to Aaron. I think I believe John Jones was scared of him. I think he didn't want to fight him. And He tried to use his excuse to get out of it. And I think probably right move. That's my personal opinion. Doesn't mean it's true, but I think that's why that happened. Personally, I still believe though. I don't know if you remember, remember the press because the big famous press conference where they they get really angry in the face, and then as they get in the face, they uh, laugh and joke and like give fist bumps because Dana got scared and he was like he was like oh like that. They did that- <laughs> <laughs> But this is the type of this guy could knock people out of heavyweight, you know, light heavyweight. I mean there was a famous fight where everybody wanted to see, including myself, was Joe Romero versus Annie Rumble Johnson. Yeah. Andy Rumble Johnson was one of my favourite fight fighters, if not one of the, it's one of the Anderson Silva's of the favourite. I can't say it, I can't tell a lie, but Rumble Johnson was up there. I couldn't wait to watch. He was on a card, I'm watching it. You know, it it didn't care. I wanted to watch him because he had that, that uh the X factor. But but sad to so sad that that um to hear that he had a undisclosed illness. Yeah. I don't want to go too much into that because I don't think it's right to talk about. I don't want to talk about that. Sad that he's passed away, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, uh, uh, what a pi- true pioneer, true warrior. And I say personally, me when I was younger, I was brought up well, Mu- Muay Thai originally, but they did Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I kind of got brainwashed in believing now this is going to hurt a lot of people because I, I say you use the word brainwash because I do believe brainwash. This is my opinion uh, about believing technique beats everything. Bull crap. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Technique comes so far. Yes. But when you got someone like, like like Annie Rumble Johnson, who's done explosive twitch and I had to get away from the, what I believed when I was in Brazilian jitsu getting teached uh, early years, This is the early years of MMA, now you're talking about 2011, 2012, 2013, it really early years of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu that I was getting taught and I was getting to my mental. And when I saw that Ramble Johnson, not just him, there was other fighters I can't think of uh, at this specific moment, but doing his, uh, Edson Barbosa, that's right. Edson Barboza doing explosive stuff. I love Edson Barbosa. And he was doing like squat jumps with a ball on top of a uh, box, doing squat jumps. And I was looking at this, these sort of training, trying to put them into my, that's why I went to a rugby coach, like uh, Levy Davis. And I went, I've gone to other people. I'm going to go back to it in the future as well, c- continuously. But he, he broadened the horizon of our mindset. People like, if it wasn't people for the fighters like uh, Rumble Johnson, seeing him, how explosive he was, and how he took people out, it showed, yes, like, the technique's great, but imagine if he had technique and this explosive power. I think I think Rumble Johnson was almost one of the most complete fighters you could get, and it's sad that he was never champion because he could have been one. Of the he could have been one of the greatest of all times. Mm-hmm. But to talk to him about all these fighters, Rumble could have been one of them. That I would love anybody who doesn't know about Anthony Rumble Johnson who watches this. I wanted to watch his fights and watch how good he was because he was scary. He was he was the Francis Ngannou lightweight division. If not, I would love to see the prime Anthony Rumble Johnson versus Francis Ngannou. That that's how good Anthony Rumble Johnson was. This. This guy should be the talk of John Jones. talk. It's sad that he's not because of, like, you know, your losses and stuff like that. But the skill set he had, oh my days. And the crazy thing, this is why, I, this is what I don't like when people, like, I heard Daniel, Daniel call me talk about the fight on the middleweight division saying, oh, he fought better people than Answer Silver. Well, there's a guy that beat Andy Rumble Johnson. His name is Vito Belfort. And it was a TRT Vito Belfort. And Silva beat that Belfort. Yeah, believe it or not, people say, "Oh, and Silva was in Vito Belfort's head." He was, but he beat him. He beat him. This Vital Belfort destroyed people, and he, he Vital Belfort, somehow beat that anti Rommel Johnson, which is crazy. Shows how good he was. Also, and and, and Silva beat love, other people. I don't want to go and talk about and Silva's bat and Johnson's bow. but just just the fact I didn't like what DC tries to do. He does it. A lot of people try to forget about the old the old tier and try to make him like they they were sub you know, some so more than this new, this new breed. Uh, I, I, some, sometimes I agree with that. Sometimes I don't agree with that. And this is not one of them, but anyways, off that back to Roman Johnson, do your research. This guy had a powerful hand, powerful wrestling. He wrestled the people in wrestling. He was a welterweight. Believe this guy, this guy, imagine this was a welterweight, went up to light heavyweight, knocking out light heavyweights. I mean, he shouldn't have been a welterweight anyways, but he was at welterweight, killing himself, going up to light heavyweight, destroying light heavyweights. The guy, the the guy only he thought D Daniel Cormier. Some people say is like one of the greatest of all time. Knocked him down. He would be if if John Jones didn't beat Daniel Cormier. He's a double weight world champion, and he got popped with steroids, and then he got done with drugs cheat. So you could almost say that DC is the greatest of all time because of the controversial BJ of uh, of John Jones. Yeah. Andy Rom Johnson knocked this guy down, and could have finished him. And in the second fight, if he wasn't silly, sorry to say it, Rumble. You were silly. If he wasn't silly, could have been UFC champion. And if he didn't retire so young and come back later on, he could have retained that and be oh, mega amazing. He had that. He had that potential. He had that potential. It's sad and really saddened to me when I saw. Yeah. I thought when you said about when you said yeah. about mean. Sorry, that I, I'm I'm talking a lot, and I'll let you talk now. But when you said saw that as a mean, no, I, I, I said that I, thought, I thought the same thing. I yeah, thought I the thought, same thing. I thought, no way. Yeah,
0: Because, I, I, I mean, I, I get that they the probably he did have some domestic issues in his life. And the, the last time I did see anything about him at all, besides the fighting, was about an incident that happened. But when I saw the post, I was like, is this correct? Because on the internet, they have all sorts of things that are put out there. Is this actually correct? Is it for real? Then I saw in, um, other posts coming in, which it looks much more genuine. And then the following day, I did some digging into what actually happened. And I f- found that, yeah, he had a- passed away. But listening to you, Jonathan, I mean, I did some research before I um, starting the uh, the Zoom chat with you. And I always feel that, God, there's still so much that I didn't uncover, so much that I didn't um, research. And I just feel that still, there's still shit loads. That I just do know. <laughs> No, and so I sit there and be quiet and just listen.
1: No, oh, no, man. Sorry, man. I, I get passionate about there's a certain certain amount. There's well, there's a lot of fights, but Andy Rumble Johnson was one that I've missed work for. You mm, know, right? These people that I've got, I remember I was working the doors. i was like, no, no, no. I remember at one stage I needed money. I was like, no, what? They sat me. They sat me. I'm, I'm, I stayed around Aaron's house. I think, I think one say I think one time I stayed around Aaron's house. I went in late. And another time I, uh. To to I went in uh went home early or something like oh we sprinted from because Aaron Aaron uh, from the Multicast, um he lived at one stage not too far from where I worked yeah so I finished work, I was, I was in my suit people must think what the heck is this guy like uh sprinting I was, I used to work on the doors do security I used to work I ran straight to his uh I used to run straight to his house just to watch yeah, the European. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> With Ben Wong, Master Wong, and uh, Moses Jolly, we went there to watch that, and uh, yeah, yeah. But it, but, but yeah, it was a very entertaining fight, a very explosive, very scary, very scary. And, uh, and uh, if you're watching Nagara, Nagara, was a real, uh, very sca- great fight himself. He was in Pride FC. It was L- little Nagara, uh, they call him little nog. He got big nog, big Nagara, uh, little Nagara. L- little Nagara was one of the. Him and and his older brother, I think his older brother got run over by a truck. Do you know the Gary brothers? Do you know the Gary brothers?
0: If I see them by face, I might know them, but the name doesn't ring a bell.
1: And in, and in the, well, the, um mm. they they're in the, I think they're in the in the movie they got a big part in that. But um, the, the older brother was so tough that he got run over by a, a truck, I believe. And he's got a massive scar on his back and he's still alive, you know. They, they were very tough brothers and the, he, he fought René Chore, sure, but off that thought, off that, but that he was a warrior, put it this way. Nigeras, Nigeras were warriors when notoriously tough, they're notoriously tough. And uh Angie Rommel Johnson got him out in like, I don't know, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, or something like that. Got him out of the cage, and not just that brutally knocked him out. It was easy. He he would run through people. And it in in it, I don't that's why I don't know what was going in his mind for the um maybe because maybe it was because he his pride got hurt because he got out grappled and he wanted to show you can't out grapple me i want to out grapple you uh but which which was, was watch the dc second fight i can't believe that you know and like i said we did to you know little negera but look what he did to um who's that guy i just mentioned lovage what, what he did to love a lovage thirteen in seconds he knocked him out and that guy's tough as nails. Thirteen seconds, yeah. thirteen seconds. Who does that? Does that? and he was at welterweight. He beat Dan Hardy. I mean, I think he lost a few people at welterweight because his gas tank was was so diminished because his body was going through hell to get to that to that weight class that he'd to be like a one round wonder because he couldn't. You know, he was like that. But the guy, I know, he 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 won a few in Bellator, but. Uh, Yeah, it's so sad. I mean, I saw pictures of his body frame of him. Like, they said
0: they said in the the running up to or lead up to his passing way, he'd lost a lot of weight uh, because of the illness. He didn't look healthy at all. So, um, I think there was a video on this MMA talk on YouTube. I think they. They, I think, somehow managed to get some detail what had I mean it could be may not be true, but they managed to get some details on what actually happened. They said it was a particular illness or something cancerous that had oh. caused his death. Yeah, so um I think it was unless unless they were treating it, but they couldn't exactly you know cure it. But uh mm-hmm. yeah, it, unfortunately mm-hmm. he succumbed to it over the weekend on Sunday. No, that's
1: absolutely it's terrible. Yeah. yeah so sad for his family of the family okay i mean i remember the video they yeah. did on his mum. i think i don't know if it's a lead up to um there was one fight i don't know i think it might have been the lead up to daniel Cormier, or could have been lead up to another fight that he fought they did they should do the um yeah they got they called embedded now but it used to be called uh, something else another show that ufc used to do to promote the fighters back in the day and they were talking to his mum, and the mum was talking stories about uh about uh Anthony Rowan Johnson the one that got me laughing was like the one where um where like they used to have a lock or something and they need something broke unlocked he just like, mentioned he punched he the just, lock open locks open
0: that's
1: crazy no and I believe it because the amount of people he knocks spark out
0: yeah
1: really, yeah yeah that's probably right and he's mm. built like a brick house so yeah, uh, and their family looked very heart, you know, heartwarming, you know, wholesome. They had like he had like a wholesome family, like everything about him I liked. You know, it's a sad and it's a very sad story now yeah. because he's passed away, and some things as other things that I don't want to bring up to be honest, because I want to bring the better versions of Rumble John uh, Johnson, the better stories. But yeah, and I was sad that he beat. You know, the first time I ever know about Rumble Johnson, I should play UFC 2008. I think it was using two thousand eight, and I uh, saw this guy, and he had crazy much power, and then, and then another, another time I saw him in real life because I I was a big Dan Hardy fan. He uh, fought Dan Hardy, and at the time, uh, it was on Satanta. Satanta, do you remember Satanta Sport? Remember Satanta Sport? Like it got oh, was it Satanta? It used Satanta. to be yellow and black. This uh, this this like Satanta Sport on Sky. Uh, and it was on there, and I think that's before it was an ESPN, and then it went on to uh, BC Sports. But yeah, it was on very early. I was in school at the time. I remember I was in school, and I, w- I was a big Dan Hardy fan. He had that redhead, red mohawk, going in, and he, he fought this guy called a. Uh, I think it after. I think it was after he lost to GSP Dan Hardy, and then he fought Rumble Johnson. and He lost, and then I think I, don't know, I think and then after I think he went on a crazy losing streak. If he lost to Carlos Condit and others after that, but anyways. Or it could have been before, I could be wrong. But I remember the fight, Dan Hardy was coming against him. He was just a massive guy and he couldn't... And, and Rumble just kept taking him down. I think he'd him my points or I'm not too sure we stopped him, but that was the first meeting. But I know it was crazy. He wasn't too impressive at that point. But that was when he was cutting stupid amounts of weight. Except that's the first time I ever saw him. and then, And then after that, seeing him when he came back as Rumble... Yeah. yeah. He he probably came it was just like, wow, who is this guy? Just murking everybody. But yeah, it's uh very sad. I need I want to watch uh find some videos of me. He, he stopped Gusterson as well, Alexander Gusterson.
0: Uh, very just, quick. Say that
1: again. Alexander Gusterson.
0: Okay, no. Prob- again, if I see That's, the person my face, I mean Alexander
1: Gusterson, he fought John Jones, He had a great war. Alexander Gustafson fought John Jones, he had amazing two battles. Some people say that he beat John Jones, Alexander Gusterson, and I think uh, and Rumble Johnson I don't know if he'd done him in the first round, or the second round, but he finished him. And then when he did, oh, it was brutal, very brutal. Yeah, he he'd always knockouts or some some like something out of a horror scene, you know. brute. He was brutal. I Rumble think, Johnson.
0: I think maybe we can talk about this guy about him probably in the next episode because I'm sure people are still going to be talking about uh about his passing for weeks to come now. Yeah, yeah, well, he's yeah. still I'm very sorry. young.
1: This is a long podcast. I'm sorry no, about no. that. We- We've been gone too long as well. Uh, and I agree.
0: Now, I've got about two minutes left on the timer. Is there anyone you want to give a shout out to?
1: Yeah, uh, I want to give a shout out to Perry and Mike Evans who are fighting this Saturday for, I think for his charity uh, and, and MMA amateur show event or semi pro. What it I believe it is to be. Uh, thank my father, my my, my girlfriend, Nina, uh, Mike James, uh, the champ, Moses, Jolly coming back. Uh, endozo um and yourself yourself for having me on thank the you show thanks As always uh my lord and savior jesus christ uh, thank you again and uh and yeah how about yourself my friend
0: uh well i'm just no one's response really from me I'm just and i mean i'm not i'm still learning so much about this sports, so i'm still careful about even any opinion that i give have opinion,
1: thought, man. Say it. Don't really be scared of being well, well, or 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 even. You might be have opinion. You might be right, and someone will say in the comments, "Hang on, Johnny's being silly." It's an opinion. Now, my my opinion doesn't mean it's right. It's just my opinion. So don't worry. I'll be. I'll have an opinion, right. i having opinions, bro. if I if I'm judgmental, tell me. I I don't want to be a dick. I don't want to feel. I don't want to make you <laughs> feel like you. But, you know,
0: never. guys, if we did, if you did enjoy this episode. Please. Don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to hit hit the subscribe button. You can catch the episode of the, of the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and a Google Podcast. And um,
1: do you have opinions? Just... Sorry, stop. Do you have opinions? Sorry, to stop you there. You said you said stuff about <laughs> oh, like the mother that's Desimpoia. You know.
0: Okay. Okay. Um, you're right. I should have an opinion. I shouldn't be afraid to um, to voice this out only thing is, I just want to be sure of what I'm saying, um because I wouldn't like to give um sound like someone who's just talking a lot of nonsense about something he doesn't know anything about that would wouldn't make me look good. and um well, yeah, you know, I, I you just wouldn't look would look very intelligent, and people we don't like that. so people in fact who like the subjects that you're talking about who are very passionate about 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 that subject they will feel very offended and even very disrespected. It's just, I suppose, the way it goes. Um, so I'm very cautious. but
1: Regardless if you don't, or do. So I respect that you say, though. And you did have an opinion, which you you, you talked about the Michael Chandler. Yeah. And before me, you said that stuff. And I respect what you said, which is true. I do believe that Michael Chandler. I know you said what someone else said about being stupid fighter. You didn't call him stupid. You said about someone else. We him. But what he did wasn't smart in some areas. I do. uh, I do say some areas he was smart in with shooting the takedown, and but definitely blowing your nose and so on. So you you do have opinions. Um, but I think sometimes I go on so much; it's too much, and I'm sorry about that. That is my fault. It's not so. But I just get very excited sometimes when I talk about certain certain people and certain subjects. So I do go on a bit too much. So sorry about that, bro. So, but you shouldn't say you haven't got
0: opinion. You definitely got opinion. You've got a voice. That's what I we're talking. I don't think you. Well, you might. You may think you do. Some people might think you do, but I don't mm-hmm. think you should necessarily apologise for that because I think you are also emphasising the knowledge you have of the subjects of the sport in this case. So, um, clearly you are sure of what you're saying. What you're saying is correct. It is true, which is why you are um kind of detailing at detailing your answers other people might just say agree to what's being said or might, might just give a kind of vague answer to a particular question when talking about a particular subjects but they're not going to be giving a detailed description of what this what they're talking about um mm-hmm. so clearly you do have a lot of knowledge about the subjects which is why you've got a lot to say i even when i think i've done enough research into something a fight an athlete uh, an affair, um, a controversy. Um, when I'm speaking with someone like yourself, who's been inside the cage and outside the cage, you know, that sort of thing, I'm always mm. reminded that wow, there's actually so much more to this than what I had actually anticipated. What what I actually thought before.
1: I, I learn myself every day. I learned something new today. To this this day, I was learning. Uh, today I was actually working with two two people. Today I was learning new things, and uh, I one of them came up today. As we were talking mm-hmm. and this is why i was upset because i wanted to talk about that speak upon that and it was about the alex perra about i used the word engage there was there was another ah uh, i can't see the Brit my mind's gone but there was a there was a uh, not opening i can't even get the word but the word that was used earlier today and it's uh i can't get it now it's gone but there was something we were, I was learning new today in MMA, which is crazy. When you've been training for so long, sometimes you feel like, oh, I know Wizza, I know sprawls. And sometimes I know some things, but I don't know the names of the words or what it's called or
0: you remember what the so, word begins with, lesser. <laughs> if
1: That helps. Opening, uh... No, I can't, I can't think, I think my brain's gone blank, but we're using it to this day. So maybe if one, cause I'm with them t- tomorrow, I'll probably remember again, but yeah. So it's, it's ever evolving sport. And I'm sorry that we've made this, this podcast so long. I'm sorry about that. That's a lot of me because I was talking for freaking ages, I've got to shut up a lot more and get to the chase, you know, stop waffling, but yeah, sorry about that, mate. But yeah, but yeah, so it's, it's ever, ever evolving. So don't feel like, um, you know you don't know stuff i uh, i might be talking rubbish who knows but it but it's my opinion and just like you 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 got stuff and then maybe you got highly passionate about something you believe speak it speak it don't worry about what what other people think worry about what your perception is and and don't be afraid like myself i thought alex pereira was in izzy's head yesterday you know, before the fight after watching the fight i don't believe he was I I I will take back what I say, and sometimes we always gonna learn and think. Hang on, yeah, I was wrong, or sometimes, oh, I was right there. I could have accepted that and that fight and saying, yeah, he won. Alex Pereira was in his head; he wasn't because as he could nearly finished him, and it was only due because of Alex Pereira's intelligence of the fourth round holding back going into the fifth round. You know, but I'll I'll shut up on that. Sorry, got but you you understand, mm-hmm. don't you? You know, it's just don't be afraid to hold back opinions. I don't know if you do, anyways. But
0: yeah. I understand what you're saying, but Alex is not in Izzy's head. Maybe before the fight. But he might awesome. be at the, at the he might be now at the back of his mind. Because that's now three be. <laughs> the that's
1: before three, the fight.
0: But because now it's three times in a row that he that Pereira okay, I word it this way. Three times in a row that Pereira has defeated Izzy. Yeah. So you know, um
1: but he might I like... be his now. He's definitely gonna be in his head now. He can't he can't That's not right, Not. Yeah. Be his head. But um mm. before that fight going into that fight, no, he wasn't in Izzy's head. I watched that fight because he was watched it live. But now he will be, yeah, now he definitely be in his fight in his head. But Izzy was go- almost won that fight. And it was it was only because of um Alex Pereira's intelligence of the fourth round recovering, waiting for his time to shoot. That was never to do with Izzy not performing great, because he was. He was he was winning spectacularly. He was taking over, and Alex Pereira does what he always does, brings it brings it home with a, with a knockout.
0: I'm thinking now. You said will there be a rematch to be honest? Yeah, but I, I believe there there'll be a rematch. Uh, mm-hmm. you know the UFC will um definitely capitalize on that. Um, I was gonna say what well, tread of thoughts? But, oh yes. <laughs> now, if in this rematch. We have the same results. Is, is he going to drive himself mad? <laughs> it's
1: going to be hard, isn't it? God. And even a rematch pick, Izzy sounds horrible. I mean, it's going to be horrible for Izzy to beat this guy now. It's going to be more to overcome. I know. It's a very hard. That's going to hurt so bad. Oh, yes. Well, you can see what he did right, you mm. can learn. Forget about the two years, the two other fights. You've got to think just on that fight. You were doing everything yeah. right. Yeah. And you has got to watch that fourth round. If I was Izzy, I wouldn't watch any other round what you did right about about the about the fourth round. I mean, watch what you did right, but watch what you did in the fourth round. Watch yeah. what what uh, Alexander Pereira does. Maybe just do one kick and just lose the round as well and chill and relax so you got energy as well. Maybe just chill just like Alex was doing. So you got the energy
0: for the fifth round to move around. Yeah. I mean, as you can learn from the past fight, they just had um, a UFC 281. Yeah. Of course.
1: Definitely.
0: All right, Jonathan, it has been a pleasure. Um, uh, yeah. So guys, I'll, I'll do the outro again. Guys, if you did enjoy this episode, please don't forget to hit the like button. Don't, don't forget to subscribe. You can also catch the podcast on Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and Google Podcasts, and don't forget to follow us on Instagram. So, uh, yeah, uh, Jonathan, till next time. Thank you so much. Thanks. Yes, thank you, brother. Thank you. Take care.